Well, we now know that Russia has developed a space-based nuclear anti-satellite weapon. Okay, And this information has sent some countries scrambling. Moscow has denied it, but even the White House has confirmed the intelligence on this. So what are the consequences of this? I mean, if it was used, what could it do? Well, that's what we're going to learn about this morning. Dr. Matthew Powell is a teaching fellow in strategic and air power studies at the University of Portsmouth and joins us now. Dr. Powell, thank you for being here. Uh, thank you very much for having me. Dr. Powell, how concerning is this? Have you ever heard about something like this before? There have been anti-satellite missiles that have been launched previously, but these have been using conventional weapons. And so the development of potentially uh, a nuclear armed missile that can be used in, in this capacity as sort of um, up the ante somewhat. Okay, so what's different this time then? It's the actual weapon that is being used previously. It was a conventional missile um, that you might see that um, Russia have used in Ukraine or that might be used in attacks by the West against the Houthis um, with conventional uh, munitions rather than the uh, the nuclear warhead that it's claimed is uh, on this anti-satellite missile um, system that Russia have deployed uh, in space. Okay, and what did you think when you first heard about this? It was very surprising, actually, for, for several reasons I, I found it surprising. Um, one of the major things being is that to act in space or to have an action in space, you don't necessarily have to send weapons into space or to attack in space. You can have an effect in space through blocking of signals, through um, cyber activities, or through moving missiles to block the path back to the receivers on Earth. And so to put something like this in space, it goes against the um, conventions that have been signed on um, weapons in outer space. Nation states are not legally allowed to place weapons into space, and they're also not allowed to attack uh, other celestial objects um, that are man-made in space. So the fact that they are looking at a, a nuclear weapon suggests that they're looking to try and put more pressure on the U.S., and not just the U.S., but other Western nations, Canada, the U.K., Europe more generally, who rely on some of the capacity that the U.S. have in space, such as the global, global positioning satellites um, that are used for uh, GPS satellite navigation, for the um, running of the internet, for banking transactions, more generally financial transactions. So it looks as if this is a way perhaps for the Russians to try and exert more pressure over the West when it comes to their policies and actions with regards to uh, supporting Ukraine in, in the war against Russia. Okay, that's interesting. So you're saying it, the, the meaning of this is uh, very significant because it signals almost like a change in approach from the way you've described it. I, I think so. I, th I think that what Russia have found is that the threats of escalation against Ukraine, which we have seen develop and their attacks um, taking um, towns and in recent days are not having the effect that they would want to try and force Western nations to withdraw their support from Ukraine. And so this is perhaps a, a new, more novel way of trying to show what Russia is capable of how they might act in the future and perhaps to spread send a, a wider message to not just the united states but as i said to the to the west more generally 
that they can take down certain systems that we've become reliant on as a society in order to try and get that change in policy, to try and um, ramp up the pressure um, to find that support against Ukraine withdrawn. Right. Dr. Powell, it does seem like the West was kind of caught off guard by this because there seemed to be a lot of surprise, a lot of shock. Uh, Nobody knew about this. There was no sign that this was happening. I I think this is perhaps where the work of the intelligence agencies of the US and perhaps other Western nations might come in, that they may have been aware of these things happening and being developed. Perhaps they were caught off guard by the timing of it. Perhaps they weren't expecting the timing to occur quite as quickly as it has. But I think there would have been some idea within the intelligence agencies, within defence agencies, that this was happening. Um, And perhaps they didn't want to raise alarm within the wider public. Or perhaps it was a case of they didn't want to acknowledge what was happening. And so I think there would have been some some idea of what was going on, but perhaps um, trying to maintain secrecy and perhaps um, the Russian claims are not quite as strong as they are. Um, the West are not going to necessarily believe everything that comes out of the Kremlin. Um, we only have to look at the spokesman, Dmitry Peskov, who was talking about how you know there's nothing to worry about that this is simply a fabrication by the White House to try and um, get the support bills through the American Congress. So I I think it's a complex one that perhaps publicly they weren't willing to acknowledge this was happening, um, but perhaps behind the scenes uh, and within the sort of intelligence agencies that this was more known about and perhaps America and the West more generally uh, don't see this as potentially a major threat or that um, Russia are exaggerating the claims and, and what they, um, their capabilities in this area. And so perhaps trying to force them to backtrack in this. Right. So what are the concerns here? Like potentially, what are the consequences of this kind of weaponry? So the potential with this kind of weaponry, um, we, major thing we have to worry about is the widespread destruction of satellite infrastructure. As I said, things like the global positioning satellites, if they are destroyed, then that has a, a huge effect on Western society, on society as a whole um, across the globe. The problem and the challenge that you have in trying to launch this kind of weapon, if, if this is the capability that Russia has, is that you're going to end up destroying your own assets in space as well and so to what extent are you willing to destroy what you already have up there russia have a, a similar system to um, gps that the west relies on are you willing to take that risk and, and this has led some people who sort of investigate space who talk about space power and space politics to suggest this idea of mutually assured destruction in space similar to that which we have with nuclear weapons that whilst major nations across the globe have nuclear weapons the chances of them actually using it are limited by the fact that they know the response that they will meet will be um, equal and will cause widespread devastation to them so that there is a chance that um, major um, satellite infrastructure could be destroyed but the Russians would then be taking a huge risk with their own which they were which they're heavily reliant on for surveillance for intelligence um, details 
in things like the Ukrainian war. So they would cause um, problems to themselves whilst also causing problems uh, to the West as well. Right. This sounds like the Cold War all over again, doesn't it? Um, there has been talk among commentators that this is uh, the start of a, a second Cold War and that we have the rise of China as well uh, in the East that perhaps could complicate matters when it comes to a Cold War and move to a, a, a three-power system rather than the two-power system of the uh, the initial Cold War. Um, th- this is Russia, I think, trying to act from a position of weakness, though. I think this is Russia realizing that economically they're not as powerful and as strong as they were in the from the 1950s up to the 19 into the 1980s and that perhaps they're trying to take some pressure off themselves perhaps try to get sanctions reduced or just gain an advantage um, in their war against Ukraine um, but what we did see in the Cold War was um, a lot of proxy wars as we see now in terms of uh, the Russia-Ukrainian war, we had the same in uh, the US war in Vietnam, where one nation would act in the country and the the opponent wouldn't directly act, but would place um, resources, funds, weapons, support in the hands of the enemy that was being fought. So th- this isn't an unusual thing. And I think it's sort of perhaps a little bit too far to go to say it's a new Cold War. Um, but if this is to emerge in the coming years and decades, I think this is where we could possibly see the origins of it starting to emerge when historians look back um, and try and piece together when these things started. All right. So interesting. Thank you so much for your time and explaining this to us. Thank you very much. Thank you for having me.